Passionate People, my first podcast. Um, it's actually my second try. I have my first invite, invitee, Patrick Vidal, who is a, a, a passionate person about, uh, who's an artist, who's um, a musician, a DJ. Um, and we are going to have a talk um, about him. I would like you to discover him. I hope you are as interested as I am in his story. Um, and we're going to organise this podcast around four um, cities. So we'll start off with Lyon. Um, then we will go to New York, and then Paris, and then London. So let's start off with Lyon. What can you tell me about Lyon? Lyon is my hometown. I was born in Morocco, but five years old, I went to Lyon in France for all the people from, from already from France to get back to France after Morocco and Algeria. Sixty-two, and I did all my scholarship in Lyon, and I was a huge fan of music since my childhood. And Lyon was in fact the the creation of all the things, the inspiration. So we was in art school. With, uh, How did you friends. get inspired by by art? What what were your parents artists? At all, at all, at all, not, not at, all. at all. So what, what, how did that come about? I really don't know exactly. You don't know. I was, I was passionate about music. I was listening to forty five music. Did you want music. to become a star, or did you want to? Yeah, it was a star. Yeah, of course. I did my my hair hair guitar in my room. When I listened to Woodstock because I was born in '56, so I was uh, I was already listening to music in the '78, '79. I was okay. a huge fan of pop and uh, and rock activist and and art, especially cinema. It's a movies, Italian movies and independent movies who start to build all my thing around the art and uh, and concept and music. Um, what was that when you were very small? Or yeah, 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 you yeah, were very small. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really. I saw okay. my uh, first forbidden movies at 13. It was the Satiricon by Fellini, my brother. Okay. It was not available under the 13, but I saw in the 13, ah. so it was a real shock. Okay. Because it, it's an incredible movie, one of the most interesting ever. And, and, uh, and I start to become a real, real fan of, of movies. American, Italian, and, uh, mainly European back in the day because it was a lot of freedom in the movies. like. Uh, Pasbina in Germany, all the Italian, of course, Pasolini. And, uh, okay. Um, and but what what was the link between music? What? The link was a, it was an inspiration for my lyrics because I I start to write lyrics okay. in front of movies and become directly inspired really? by images. Yeah. Okay. And the, the lyrics are really like um, like movies, little short movies. In fact, the stories like it's not narrative. It's really like uh, words after words after words. And inspired all force by William Burroughs, who did the cut up thing, which, uh, and uh, and in fact, it was like I was like a little guy in high school listening to rock, like every, everybody else, like Deep Purple, Pink Floyd, yeah. the Rolling Stones, yeah. Beatles. And, and suddenly, let's have a, let's get a band. Everyone. No, in suddenly the... Bowie went ah. Bowie and rock music. So it was the finally rock connection with me with my sexuality because I already know that I was gay and artists, the music, the, the look, the shows, the link with the writers and movie makers with Bowie was, was so, it was in evidence. Okay. 
which was not with the rock band before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It suddenly so you had was all... You identified as yeah, well. You the had old, a, there was package, an identification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we did, we did music because, because, because of the Velvet Underground, because I was a huge fan of the Velvet Underground, like you read. Okay. And I was a huge fan of Wendy Warhol in the factory, and I uh, uh, started to, to finally find a family in the, in the factory, which was yeah. not... Not, not my, my code because it was like transgender drug addicts and yeah, 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 yeah. so I never saw that kind of people in my life so and suddenly it was just a link really natural link between New York and Lyon because of Warhol and Factory all the things happening in the factory music and art and paintings and uh, all the things and we start to play like uh, we play some song by Lou Reed because it was kind of simple yeah but we not so simple to sing yeah. so I was yeah. a singer so yeah. Lori was really natural for me okay. and William Burroughs through the lyrics was the perfect okay. link okay so 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 we have just gone into New York yeah um, what how did you get to New York and and what happened there but New York was like I said my first inspiration and the band we did in the Cool Marie Les Garçons was kind of successful at the very beginning and we did the first single in, in Paris and the second single was produced by John Kell from the Velvet Underground in New York and we were 20 years old in New York uh, produced by one of my idols and playing in CBGB the, the mecca of rock and roll back in the days in New York okay. with television talking heads Paddy Smith and uh, it was natural New York was like it was a natural city for me because I went to New York and said I, I know the city like before I don't know why it was it was it's like my hometown, culturally is my hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And after <laughs> this, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did after this uh, oh. second, second record in, in New York and went to, went to disco back in the days, it went 78. And we were in the Bob, Bob Blank studio, it was like an incredible studio with a lot of artists like uh, James White, uh, uh, Taste of Honey, you know, the, 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 the girl band. Was, yeah. Uh, and lots of people together in this studio and the rehearsal room, it was really incredible. Yeah, it was, I guess it was a sort of different, well the, the music industry was very different to how it is today and maybe um, probably had just had more money as well. A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes things a bit yeah. easier. And we suddenly came to uh, the band from Lyon, the little band from Lyon and uh, being in New York. Wow. And, uh, between, between the second single and the, and, the, and the album, we did a lot of touring with Paddy Smith and Talking Heads. And we became good friends with David Byrne and all the Talking Heads because we saw him in 76, 77, sorry, in Lyon. And okay. we became the link between all, all the things together. And it was really, it was really incredible, in fact. And, uh, because I was fan of New York, the Velvet, the Talking Heads, suddenly I was, you were re there. I was recording you were in New York there. with one you were of there. Know, Everything you was were there. together. And because so, we were a good band. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we were really uh, good. I know, band. I know. <laughs> and um, and what what happened after that? I mean, did you did you come back so to Paris or after after I left the band, Marie Les Garçons. Yeah. Did the so we, how many albums did you, you did? One, oh, two. We did two singles two as singles. Marie Les Garçons okay. and one one album as the Garçons. Because Marie oh, left the yeah, band okay. because of the disco thing. Because okay. She doesn't like the disco thing. Okay. So, and it was a big, big, big time of disco because it was 78, so yeah. lots of records, lots of things. Yeah. Discovering the Studio 54, the Xenon, it was like a fantasy. It was wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Studio 54 as well? Of course. Yeah. 
New Year's Eve 78. You, watching, you were at Studio 54? Yeah, New Year's Eve 78. And at the Xenon at the same time. So. <laughs> Xenon was my favorite. But, you know, was, who was at the door so. at 54? Do you know who was at the door? You don't remember who was at the door. Was at the door. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and so then you came back to Paris? Yeah, we came back to Paris and did a little tour. We, 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 we were signed by Z Record, who had like a big, 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 not, not a big label, but one of the most interesting labels back in the days, formed by Michel Esteban and Michael Zilka, because they signed Kid Creole, was not worth us, Lizzie Mercier de Clou was, uh, it was the, the, the beginning of a mutant disco, like we said. Okay. Mutant disco is like a disco with a edge, edgy thing with rock and all things together, so it was really interesting. So we were part of that movement, like, not a big movement, but really like intro, like always concept and intellectualizing disco. It's called mutant disco. Okay. With a no wave thing in New York. Okay. Okay. And I went back to to Lyon and we did a small tour and we broke up with the band. And I decided to go to live in New York. Oh, two okay. Years, okay. 81, 82. Okay. Yeah. And you did another album? No, 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 no. 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 I, was, I was living in New York because. Uh, Disco I, I and funk it. and so I get it, I get it. And I went back I to France because I was. I was Were you working? Oh, you, you had money from, from, uh, from royalties, royalties yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I would start to work and suddenly I said, no, I'm, I have to go back in, uh, in, in France. Because I was, uh, I was reading the, the magazine The Face, the London magazine The yeah. Face, every yeah. week in, in, uh, in New York and said, no, that's not in New York now, it's over, it's in Europe. Because the beginning of a new wave, a new romantics, and things like that. 1990s. 1992. 81, So disco was over in New York, so it was not like a huge thing about music. It was the club, but it was not like it used to be. And uh, I saw London and said, mm, I have to go back. So I was a singer, so I don't know how to sing in English. So I have to go back in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go back to for a couple of months and go to Paris okay. directly at the DJ at the Bandouche in 82. Okay, so that's our third, um, city. third city, yeah. um, Paris. So you were a DJ at the Bandouche, were you a DJ at the Palace yeah. as well? After I was resident five years at the Bandouche, yeah. 82 till 85, and I went to the Kit Kat Club, which was a, the first after party in Paris at the Palace, at the Privilege, downstairs at the Palace. 86, 86. And tell us about uh, Les Bandouches, what was it like? Um, ban- I have this image that it's like <laughs> lots of stars and, and you know, Robert De Niro and Prince and, you know, mm. very glamorous, like not, not in Studio 54, Parisian Studio. But it was the Bandouches after, after 87, we were 82 till 85. It was not. It, it was not about top model and, and bling bling and VIP. It was only friends and wonderful people, uh, lots of black people. Lots. It was a funk. It was. It was a funk club. So it was really natural. It was not absolutely not about oh, really? VIP. Okay. That's why we left. We ah. left the Bandouche in '87 with a new owner, Hubert Mukobza, who tried to do. A, it, it was. It was not real club. It was like a, the Bandouche. It was a, the decor designed by Philip Stark. Yeah. And they also had two, one pool, yeah. you know, swimming pool, yeah. like yeah. a couple of chairs, and that's it. Yeah. And suddenly the club became like a real club, like lots of chairs and champagne and all the 
everything. But um, the beginning Banouche was really uh, for specialists who are really hardcore okay. funk music fans. Okay. And he was the Prince Seal, of course, because he was 84, 85. And so it was uh, the Banouche was a huge uh, gig, gig place, lots of concerts. But it was so you, you, what, what, you were a singer and then you became a DJ? I mean, how did you become a DJ? What, what, um, it was a direct link with Lyon because the artistic director of Bandouche went from Lyon, so we went with him. And what he said to you, come yeah. put some records yeah, on, and you just went. And, and I really want to because I, I was just coming back from New York and I really want to play like electro, Africa Bambata and all that things coming from New York in 82, electro hip hop. So Bandouche was a new wave club. We played a little bit of new, of course, but suddenly, with Olivier Carrier was the other guy with me. We were two, two resident DJ from Lyon okay. at the Madouche, and we start to transform the Madouche from the cold club, New York, New York club, into a fun club, and it was really effective. It was really incredible. Okay. But in the Madouche, there were lots of lots of shows because we had the, the Cramps, Christian Death, Sheila. Oh, so you had bands come in as well. Every every, every week, it was incredible. Okay. It was a small club, but it was a little bit like a mud club in New York for both of the mud club. It was trashy, it was small, it was uh, fun. Uh, not at all about uh, celebrities and all that. Okay. All about the and so you were, you were DJing there and we, you were doing uh, music like albums or, uh, on the side, were you doing other stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah. it was a, a, new, uh, a new band from the manager Michel Esteban who was running D-Records before. He said, Patrick, there's a new band in France from the market style separation and say they need a singer so I went to Touraine outside of Paris okay. to start with a singer with that band and we did we cut one album with EMI Records and we did a lot of touring and we did the opening for David Bowie at uh, for the Serious Moonlight tour in front of uh, 19,000 people or 90,000 people okay <laughs> Frightening. You had such a long career. What, 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 what do you think? Because you're still DJing today. Mm. Can I say, can I say how old you are? Of course. Uh, you're 63. 63, yeah. and you're still DJing, and you're very respected in in France and the world. Um, what, what do you think when you see your career? So it's like 40 or 40 years of a mm. music career. What do you think has? Ha, why have you been so? So, um, <laughs> has it been so long and why have you not stopped or, you know? I think the main thing is my curiosity for music and my passion for music because it will never stop. It's like an old oh. man who wants to play, to play, to play. Like, to, I get you know, it. It was, it was, it was kind of impossible it. to think about it when I was young. I said, I'm, I'm going to be a DJ at 63. It was like, uh, so amazing. But uh, It's very inspiring for... for for us or mm. younger generations because we think well, mm. we can also mm. continue yeah. and um, yeah definitely. and the main thing I think is to, not to say about me it's not for me that exactly. music is not for me exactly I'm, I'm not going to suit exactly. that crowd yes I play yes. From, from people for 24 I'm 63 so I play every month in Paris for a residency and it's young people so it was the same thing when I discover house music and it was a shock for me it was so wonderful if I was in my kind of thinking of a rock an ex rock and roller so house music is not music it's awful like all my friends said 
it's not uh, music. It's so yeah, it. I guess it's being curious and yeah, open and not yeah. um, putting sort of um, yeah. walls or stuff around you. Yeah. Because I love Definitely. jazz. I love jazz. I love Brazilian music. As a, the only thing I didn't like is hard rock and, and hip hop. But all the other kind of music, classical, not very much. But uh, I like all kind of music so it's, it's the main thing when you like music you like music with a big M yes 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 it's, yes. it's not like when you were a teenager you uh, like yeah, one, yeah, one yeah, style yeah, of music yeah, and yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. you have to create your own yeah, yeah and what do you think about the music industry today what do you <laughs> <laughs> la question qui fâche yeah. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's music industry in fact it's people playing doing music and with the, all the things that everyone everyone has got his own label his own you know, it's on, on internet and it's, it's kind it's very of, different. It's, it's different because I think but the main thing is that not the artistic director in a company now. Not Do you art. think that's what? Yeah, because the people who went from, it's, it's only business, it's not about artistic thing. Back in the day, you have a guy like Quincy Jones, you know, or, yeah. and in label, you have all, all the big guys from, yeah, from yeah, 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 and in yeah. France, it was the same thing. We have one artistic director who signed the, 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 the band. Yes. listening to them and believing in them and said I'm going to put some money on you now it's over it's not if it's commercial or not if it's going to be a hit or not that's it it's impossible not to to discover a band or a guy or, or girls or singer you know they said Let, let's do something for five years and put some money with but you for isn't, five years isn't more the artists uh, you have like independent artists mm-hmm. now and the label doesn't really matter anyway mm-hmm. so you can be doing like five years with you know people or you have your own label you have your own production you're on band camp you do your own video clips and mm. you know which but is which is not bad i don't know it's not, which bad, is not bad um yeah yeah i guess but how, how can you how can you do a, a tour with this without any money i can do a, a big thing if you you for five five people i, I'm, I have a band uh, at the moment with five the fee like is, is, is like 400 400 yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Four hundred euros for five people to play one hour and a half, and months and months and months on rehearsal. So not possible to make a living with this. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Ro- that's a problem without a big company. Like. Yeah, I don't yeah. like major company, you know. But now I, I can I can can li- I, I can live with a touring. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. You you don't sell records anymore, and you for touring is <laughs> like a. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. And the other problem is that two or three majors, you have the EMI, Virgin, and the big lamination for the touring, so it's really difficult to make a, your special little kind of little thing. Niche. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, fourth fourth um, London. city, London. Why London? London, because of our. Um, because we did a band with a friend of mine, Thomas Bordeaux, called Sutra, produced by Mirways. Okay. After, after our album produced Madonna. Mirway, yeah. Madonna Mirway. music Madonna. and the next one, Madame yeah. X. And we did an album, we got an album in France called Suicide Sutra, which was really an edgy album, an avant-garde album. Okay. It was in the middle of a French touch in France. It was, it was uh, 97. Okay. So it was just in the middle of a French touch. And I was a, I was a famous DJ in France back in the day with house and I did I didn't do a French Church album at all. It was like 
dark industrial. You always want to do. Yeah, always. You always want to go against the grain. That's it. That's, That's it. It's like I'm doing rock music. Um, no, let's. I'm gonna go against the grain yeah. and start doing. Um, and I'm, the, I'm the house disco. DJ. I'm gonna do an industrial. I'm gonna, yeah, house yeah. DJ. I'm yeah. gonna do something else. Um, yeah. 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 And London was a big story because at the beginning Sally Rogers and Steve Jones from a man called Adam, the yeah. seminal house band from uh, f- from London, put, uh, have a record company called Other Records, and uh, they asked me if I want to re release the disco album yeah. from back in '78. Yeah. yeah. And okay. uh, you can keep going. I'm just. Um, and we did the, the album. Re-edition with lots of remixes by Roberto Melo, Superstar of Rock, uh, Man Coladam, Idjut Boys, and it was like uh, the new house kind of thing, kind of, because it was a label back in the day, the new house, with a new house, it was a little bit jazzy, and it was really interesting. And after she said to me, oh, do you have some new tracks? I said yes. And we did the album with Mirwes, who was with Rio. And uh, how did you meet Mirwes? Because Mirwes was in the band Taxi Girl back in the days, and we had the same publishing company called EMI. And it was the same. Oh. So you know my band, Marie Lerson, I know this band. Oh. They say, well, let's, okay. let's do something together. Okay. And he was into a little bit into electronics back in the days. He was into drum and bass. Okay. But we are without, without, without releasing anything, just okay. were working on music. And I worked with another guy called Christophe Monnier who did the micro how, 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 Would he send you the tracks or would no, you no, go into the studio? No, no, into the studio, like uh, improvisation. Ah, okay, so you. Yeah. What, In fact, he would, he, how. What, he would play piano keyboards. Keyboard. He's, he's a guitarist too. So okay. We start with Thomas in a, in a rehearsal studio with a, a little bit of rhythm. And Thomas was the bass player and I did the melody and we went to the studio and created the thing together. Okay. So we did this album. And we, Which is not very electronic, uh, the, the way no, it no, was no, done at all. At all. all. It was old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> because I like this because I'm a singer so uh, I don't, I don't do much. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm completely the opposite. I like to be in my little. Uh, uh, a producer will send me the track and I will just do uh, my thing. And if there's other people, <gasps> oh my god, oh my god. No, yeah. no, it was rental because it was a little. Uh, it was like a lab where we create the thing together. Oh. And it, uh, so I went really good friend with Sally and Steve, and I play in London every two months at the Queer Nation party. It was really a garage kind of thing. So I was really a house DJ back in the days. And London was a, it was like the house, the house scene was amazing. Yeah. And we played in Ibiza too with Sally and Steve, a festival at the, on, on the beach at the Pacha. Nice. And uh, it was a, a friendship, real friendship. And London was really like a, interesting to go. Because Cause I spent the house music. Hour, house, yeah, the house, we spent hours the house and hours scenes. and hours buying records at black market and all that and the parties was just amazing but now it's dead but it yeah, was yeah it, it seems like it seems like at stages there was like real communities and i don't know maybe it's because we're older or i don't know that there doesn't seem to be as many communities like i remember when i discovered house music mm-hmm. you know you had all these djs what's up bar and 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 we would all meet up yeah. it doesn't seem to happen that way today uh, where you have like communities yeah. of house music communities of rock music or communities and in, in, inside uh, inside the category because there's a lot of little little niche like we said in front you know little styles from at, back in the day we have only disco it was the worldwide and house yeah. music was worldwide so now that in house music you have electro yeah, electro house yeah, electro little house. Bit, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. so everyone go to a party because they play that kind of music yeah, yeah. When going to a rave in '89, it was 
incredible because we're all techno heads, that's it. Oh, no, minimal, no, 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 it's too complicated now. Yeah, so yeah. it's impossible to have a big, big crowd. When we do a garage party in Paris now, it's all full house. It's only 200 people interesting. Back in the day, it was 2,000. Remember the Queen with the respect party? Yeah, because everyone yeah. Everyone listened to yeah, us yeah, because it was I new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was new, it was new, it was not mm. new, but it was mm. the main thing. Mm. Now it's difficult to have uh, disco parties and house parties and electro parties and minimal house parties and queer queer house parties. Of it's like really complicated to go. It's not that. Big. But I, I think there's like this La Mamie's, um, there's sort oh. of festivals, these huge festivals where young people listen to quality house music or quality, you know. Um, There is people listening to young people listening to really good music, huh? Yeah, of course. Um, and we're really, really curious too. And curious about, you know, there is. I have yeah. a lot of friends who play who are really incredible to disco and uh, play really good disco and make some good disco records uh, with the real feeling of disco. And uh, But there are all the others who listen yeah, to well, crap. Yeah, well, masses. <laughs> well, you know, that's the masses. <laughs> <laughs> that's masses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to ask you? Yeah, I was going to ask you about, you have this sort of, um, I don't know how you say it, you have a very avant-garde sort of thing, so you sort of go a tiny bit against the grain, but you also are very, I think you're a very modern mm. sort of person, you, you seem very modern mm. in your approach <laughs> to things. Um, where does that come from? What, is it the Beaux-Arts? Is it, what, how did you learn that? How, how, how did that come about? Davies, my... The, the hard thing is at the beginning, yes. The electronic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true that I've met a lot of electronic DJs, like even Rourke, he was very into um, Japan, Japan, or just everything had to be sort of a bit futuristic, mm-hmm. avant-garde. Um, But one of the main thing for me since, since my childhood is that I don't I really hate to, like I said, hate to be in a, in a group, in a, in a mass of people. I really want to do the other way. Think for yourself, I guess. Do the other way. If everybody's rock and roll, I'm going to do nothing but rock, nothing but rock and roll. You know? <laughs> Which is pretty good. And we did that because with we, with Marie Garçon, it was in the middle of a punk scene, and we were really like, dressed in white and uh, really quiet. Playing and, disco uh, yeah, and just switching disco. switching to disco when you're you know successful in rock yeah. music is very. And it's interesting to be disturbed, not to be like in, in the flow with. No, like, like now, the, all the all the tracks sound the same in pop music now, or in trap trap beats and all the things, same melodies, same beats, same thing. Yeah. And in rock and roll back in the days, it was kind of the same thing. Everybody was punk, the, the attitude. The, I guess everyone the, copies everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, it's not it's not because you like rock and roll, you have to dress like this. No, mm. it's stupid. It's completely stupid. It doesn't answer the question of avant-garde. Why? Avant-garde. Well, no, the main thing. But I, I really want to do to be ahead. Yeah, but how do you uh, become a head? I don't know. Tell me. My, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I want to know for me. It's my curiosity because I, I like, I like to, to take the, the, the road like on the left and right, not in the middle. So always I'm interested in that because, because we, I put... Ah, your curiosity. I, yeah, I put, because I put some, uh, some art thing into music and some movies and uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to do... When I'm in a studio, it's like a little laboratory. I, I, I never went to a studio to say I'm going to do a pop album sounding like a pop album in 79 or 
lots of houses there. Friends said, I'm going to be in the studio to do a Chicago 88 album. So, yeah, but not the okay. thing. No, okay. It's, it's, clo- it's closed, the studio, the door, shut the door, but and you, 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 know the, you know the producer's going to have a sort of color, or he's mm, yeah, used no. to, yeah. if he's a house producer, or you, you sort of know mm. what they're going to come up with, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. The only thing we did with Sutra is that I don't, I don't want to do songs. You said to them, yeah. you don't want to it's do songs. Be the, so, vo- so the voice is going to be a part of every instrument. I, d- I, don't, I don't want to do melodies of songs. It's going to, we're going to destroy the, that, that kind that, of thing, that kind so, of approach. So, so what did you do? Which is like what they're doing today. Like I, I've heard like tracks where, especially in hip-hop, they'll sort of um, destructure a, a, a track and not on the tempo. You know, yeah, the, yeah. they'll sort of make it fast and then a bit slower, then a bit faster. Yeah. To say. So no. So how? What, what? If it wasn't a song, what? what how, how did? How did you do it? <laughs> ah, well, bit, bit, what bits was of, it? Bits of melody, bits of reading, bits of poetry. The, the, the voice, the voice is in the middle of everything. You know, it, uh, it's like and. and Work, work the voice like an instrument in fact so there's some melodies of course because it's, uh, it's mainly song but not verse and chorus and verse and chorus and, uh, and lyrically uh, perfect uh, to suit the pop, the pop thing that's the reason why I, uh, I never sell I never sold many records a true, a true artist then a yeah. true artist it's for there for the creation of creating yeah. something new but yeah. I did a pop album in, in 1990 I did a yeah. pop album by myself yeah. Because I really want to do a pop album because I was really into like close. Yeah, because you have five five albums. Yeah, yeah. Five albums. And yeah. I really don't remember that I don't like me in that in that role. I don't ah. like me singing pop because my ah. voice is too too weak and I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't Marie Garçon I was my voice was perfectly matched the lyrics. But okay. when I do pop I, I don't do, like I my disagree. voice. I don't like my voice. <laughs> okay. No, I like my voice better, but when I do pop, I sound like Etienne Dao, in fact, the yeah, big singer in France, yeah. but I don't like me in that, in that role. Okay, okay. Ah, yeah, 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 I get it, you I know, get I it. It's like too conventional. Yeah, 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 like That's my... why it's too conventional yeah, like for you. Because, uh, yes, 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 I get it. I get uh, it. I, I, I love, I get I love it. Uh, pop music like Divine Comedy or Prefab Sprout, or it's like, I, I wish I could do an album like this, but... Uh, my voice doesn't suit the thing, I think, so, so it's not me. Okay. And it's, it's lo- yeah, I, I really don't want to do like a commercial album to... After, after f- because I'm 63, so after 45 or 50, it's impossible to say uh, I'm going to be a big star because it's too late. Start again at 50, with a cut a pop oh, album. I don't, I don't know, I disagree. I'm thinking maybe I'm just too idealistic. I, I think of... Uh, Henri Salvador and no, he, 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 he didn't stop he, it didn't stop me I stopped because I have he, lots of yeah sort of do you really imagine a record company signing I, sing, I, signing a guy like me at 50 why not, why not? you don't it, know the no, record company no, no, no I probably don't I probably don't I'm probably being <laughs> awful awful yeah, yeah. Even yeah. In or even in an independent label like you know yeah. why not that's, that's, that's the thing yeah for adults or you know, no, it's different when you have a record, the same record company since your childhood, let's say 25, and you're 60. It's, it's nice, but me, it's, it's always zero. 
starting from zero. It's a, it's a new act, it's a new album. Uh, so you, again, you're always, you're always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, always yeah, the new it. beginning. So ah, the new yeah. beginning at 50 or 55, it's impossible. You imagine me signing Electro thing at 50? I do. <laughs> yeah, but not, do. not to record company guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. difficult. Well, maybe not to commercial, well, you know, um, commercial um, companies, but, you know, why not an independent label? Yeah. Why not, you know? Um, I think your point of view is as valuable as, as a 20-year-old, if not more, because you're so rich. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and I stopped all that thing in 2000 because we did a second album with Sutra. Yeah. with Thomas and it was impossible to release it because the there was no structure no songs no you could not look kind of song but uh, there's one song one pop song but uh, it was impossible to sign because it was too too electronic too easy too easy too, uh, too ah. always something you know ah. and I think it's a bit too bad uh, and then you sort of stopped doing albums you thought yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to do albums anymore no, 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 no. did you for what for what you know because of my age, I said. Uh, uh, because of your age, you thought. Because I know the record company. Because the. Yeah, no, but what about independent labels? Why not, like um, a man called Sally doing stuff? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do it. Are yeah, we gonna now. do it? Yeah, you're gonna do it now. now, now. Yeah, yeah. After this, I said I, want, I want, really want to do some other things, live thing, cabaret shows, in, happening. We did a lot of live thing, in fact, during the. During the 2000s, and after that, with uh, all my friends, Jenny and we did lots of performances and happening, playing live with Steve with the piano. It was really interesting to yeah. do live things again. Oh, okay. Mixing but it up. spend some time in the studio for, for nothing because no one wants to, 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 to sign you a deal or only friends listen to your CD. I, I said, I'm over, I don't want to do it again. Maybe later. No, no. Later no, is now. now you're doing Later it is now. now. Later is now, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, good. Yeah. Which is good. So now you you have like you have a band, which is called uh, a boy called Vidal, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you, you toured a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and what you creating new music? Creating new music at the moment, yeah. And it will come out. Um, when will it come out? September, October. September, October. We're gonna work for two new songs. We're gonna do one old song for Marie Le Garçon and two new songs, and uh, we're gonna release it in September, October. Oh, on you don't know the label yet. Oh no, yeah. Bandcamp things like this. No, no label. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But it's just for fun because uh, after the the quarantine, the two months, we're gonna do. We're not gonna do a live show since September, October. I don't know. Yeah. So focus on the on the, on the creating, yeah. creating music, Not liking, so definitely, yeah. definitely, good. But with uh, with edge, if you know. <laughs> with with an edge. Yes. <laughs> Always. Okay. Um, well, I guess I don't know if you have any something more to say or um. Do you yes. have something more to say yes, to yeah. people? To do you people? have a message to people? <laughs> <laughs> Not being nostalgic. I, Not I saying so it was agree. better before. I so agree. Never say so, so it agree. was better before. <gasps> it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was. It's just different. It's yeah. just different. And I guess uh, talking to you, the lesson that that I would uh, keep is um, being curious, mm. as curious yeah. as possible um, about uh, about uh, about everything. Yeah. It was better for some things, especially now with the pandemic. <laughs> yes, we're it in was COVID. We're in, you know, we, we, we it just come out. Yeah, it was better for a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> well, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much.